Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. I'm so excited to welcome Fitness Family into the TNT studio today. We have the founder of Uno Mas Europa, Anthony Gonzalez. He shares his fascinating journey through life from growing up with foster kids in his home at an early age to being told he wasn't part of the culture of his young self's dream job to then building and facilitating a community and a clothing brand that is entirely mission driven that he hopes one day will actually be a nonprofit entirely giving back. So this is an awesome conversation for anyone that feels stuck or is wondering if they are alone or if anyone's out there listening. This conversation's for you. Just keep in mind, we are here for you and you can always do one more. Have a great day. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to watch the video on YouTube. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Wow, I've never done that before. I'm not even going to edit that out. Turmeric and Tequila, we're not even drinking yet. Maybe we should be. Um, I have fitness fam in the house. I'm super excited about this conversation because we have fitness meeting business and in the CrossFit world. So all of my heart space is showing up in this conversation today. I have Anthony Gonzalez from Uno Mas Ropa coming through. He's going to tell us about his story, but I'm super pumped to hear um, not only an entrepreneur in the fitness mix, but to hear the fitness community embracing entrepreneurship so well and with so many open arms. It's a super competitive space. So we're going to talk about the business journey, the fitness journey, and how they are a mission-driven business. So without further ado, Anthony Gonzo, aka Gonzo. I hope we're in friend space because now I'm calling him his like <laughs> friend name. Um, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Hey, thank you for having me. This is uh, pretty fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We haven't even got started yet, but I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, um, well, I mean, <laughs> setting up was already fine. I was like, okay, am I setting this right? So. The audio, the microphone, um, it's all the things. If you've ever done a podcast before, you know how it is, but we're learning out here. So, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're getting better at being a better human on all the levels. So <laughs> tell us. Tell us about like young Anthony, because I will get into the business, we'll get into the fitness, but I'm always curious about the human behind the cause. Like, tell us kind of how you grew up, what you were passionate about, and what kind of led you to right now. Okay, so man, let's, that's a, that's a, I have a, a lot, <laughs> I have a, a quick version. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and kick back and let's listen to my full story. I was born in uh, June 9th, 1986. I'm just kidding. No, uh, no so, uh, uh, so I am um, born and raised in, uh, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. And uh, uh, I grew up uh, in a grew up in a small little town called uh, Pleasant Grove, and then moved to Mesquite, Texas. And then uh, just grew up in those little Pleasant Grove and Mesquite are like right next to each other in Texas. And uh, um, you know, I actually grew up in a my parents brought in foster kids in from the juvenile detention centers. So I grew up with kids coming in and out of our homes since the age of like two or three, all the way until I moved out and lived on my own. And, uh, uh, and so uh, I had different types of uh, kids living with me and just kind of like embracing new people every month. And it was, that was one thing that is like, I, I thought that was normal <laughs> until I got into like middle school and they're like, who are these people? And I'm like, they're my foster brothers and sisters. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, uh, but I, I grew up doing that. Um, I, you know, played sports when I was younger, like peewee football, baseball. Uh, and then um, I got into, uh, you know, skateboarding, got huge in skateboarding culture. 
uh, actually started, uh, it, this is really funny when this kind of like started my like entrepreneurship type mentality was um, I became, uh, I, when I turned 15 years old, I wanted to work at a local skate shop called Fast Forward. And uh, uh, actually we can blur that out if we want, but uh, we, I worked at a local uh, um, skate shop. I mean, I wanted to work at a local skate shop and they said I didn't fit the culture. And even though I went there every week to wow. purchase skateboards that I broke and everyone knew me from skateboarding. And, uh, and I was like, oh man, I kind of like walked away with my head down. I was like, man, I can't believe like I didn't get the job that I wanted. It was the first job I interviewed for. And, uh, uh, and I like turned to my dad and I was like, yeah, they didn't hire me. And my dad was like, well, just start your own. And I was like, yeah, I will. Yeah. And so what I did was um, I started saving up money and then I uh, worked with my dad on the weekends doing remodeling stuff. And then I saved up enough money to uh, buy skateboards and, and, uh, uh, and uh, all the, like trucks, wheels, bearings, uh, uh, hardware and selling it out of my car. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. going to like local skate, uh, uh skate parks and kind of like, just, you know, we'll skate and I would trade in old skateboarders, uh, decks and resell them to like kids who couldn't afford my boards and just kind of doing that. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to make this my own. If I, they say I'm not the culture, I'm going to show them now I'm the culture. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then that kind of like helped me with in uh, high school of just kind of like selling skateboards and whatnot. And then, uh, went on tour with, uh, uh, with my brother, uh, Angela, who you, you guys have met, he's usually with the tents with us. He's a hip hop artist named gallery cat. Uh, and he has been doing music for years, but I went on tour with him and kind of like really got embraced with just more, communities and just going to different towns and just kind of learning about just people right and just yeah. kind of like understanding that we're all humans and uh, there's everyone wants us just to share love at some point just wants to have love and uh, um, that that tour was called the extreme tour and I was on that for about a year and uh, yeah it's just kind of like I just embraced community and these little outlets and just try to wanted to just encourage people um through skateboarding, through music, through, uh, through these different avenues. And one common thing is just like, just wanting to motivate people to just be a, a, a better person. And it's just kind of like share love as, as, as hippie as that may seem, but, but yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to really learn how to, you know, run a business. And so when I got back from touring, I was like, you know, that same, uh, uh, skate shop got bought out by bigger skate shop and they hired me because yeah. they they had they had were like oh this this guy he's been doing this out of his car and like there was really nothing like like let's get him in here and helped open up one of the the first stores out in Dallas then I became a store manager and then went to Santa Fe New Mexico and learned about snowboarding culture yes. and then fell in love in the mountains uh of just being living in Santa Fe New Mexico and went back to Texas and I was like, all right, I got to get back to Texas. And uh, it took me about eight years. Uh, but, uh, uh, I met my wife in Texas and then I was trying to convince her. I was like, Hey, eventually I'm going to move to Colorado. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to move to Colorado. And I was like, I miss the mountains. I miss snowboarding. And my wife's from Puerto Rico. And she's like, never <laughs> <laughs> a little colder. <laughs> right. Right. And then, uh, uh, you know, fast, you know, you know, after, eight years or seven years or whatever, we, we decided to come out here and came, I actually came out here to, to uh, help open up a, a roofing company. 
And then uh, uh, with that roofing company, um, I, you know, things didn't go as planned. So I started my own roofing company and uh, it actually, op- I started my roofing company in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Wow. And it just kind of like, all right, it's like, we made it through the pandemic and we're still going. So we're doing something right. And uh, uh, what's is called MTN roofing. Um, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, now that I started my own roofing company, one of the things I tell my sales reps is that, hey, like when you're in roofing, there's, um, you know, no one's really passionate about roofing. Like no one says, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a roofer. It's like not very rarely that that happens. Um, if it is, okay, God bless that little kid, you know, but, <laughs> but, uh, um, but uh, one thing I said is like, hey, when you're out there selling and you're make sure you're selling with a purpose and making sure that, you know, you're not just selling for the money, that, that there is, there's something that there's a goal that you should try to accomplish that you know it should be a goal that you should i don't want you honestly as, as weird as i say as i don't want my sales reps to work for me forever right. i want them to make enough money so they can go and venture out and do their own thing that they're passionate about and so uh, um as we you know as you know we're doing this and um my my health is kind of was getting out of control I was snowboard in the winter and won't do anything in the summer because all i'm doing is in the truck driving around looking at roofs making sure the guys are you know doing what they need to do Uh, And, you know, I would just gain all the weight I'll lose in the winter. I'll gain it all back in the summer. And so my health was kind of getting out of whack. And then my doctor was like, hey, you need to do something with your with your health. Like you need to stay consistent. You're you're shocking your body and you do something. And one of uh, one of my guys that I work with uh, says, Hey, you should try CrossFit. And I was like, Oh, hell no. I was like, that ain't me, man. I skateboard and do music. I'm an artist. Like, like, no, like this, this is not, no, that's not me. He's like, well, dude, just try it. You might like it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. And then, uh, um, my, uh, um, my father passed away and I was really getting like, uh, just like emotionally, uh, you know, feeling down, depressed. And, you know, yes, I was keeping busy with my, with my company and my, my health is still getting out of whack. And I said, you know what, I got to, I got to keep my mind busy. I got to do something. And so I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just like, I'm going to try CrossFit. Yes. I called, I went, I called gobs. That was, I literally looked at Google and was like the closest uh, uh, CrossFit uh, affiliate next to me. Saw a uh, uh, CrossFit uh, mob and I was like, all right, I'm going to call them. And I literally called them and was like, listen, um, I, I, <laughs> the, guy, the owner of the, of the company happened to be in, in, in Hawaii. And I was like, oh, great. This guy is like on vacation. Like, <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't, I don't care if you're on vacation. I'm going to tell you right now that I can't afford to get hurt. Uh, I heard so many bad things about CrossFit. Uh, I, you know, like, I, listen, I need to do something. I tried Orange Theory. I tried these other things. I tried these cardio stuff and it just wasn't working for me. And I was like, listen, CrossFit, my buddy says I might like it. And you know what? I can't afford to get hurt. I was doing research and it's saying all these bad things, the bad techniques and forms. And he was like, no, no, we're not like that. Trust me, like come to our foundation class. Let's let, let me, let me do a trial. And then let me, you know, let one of our coaches, which is April, let her, you know, walk you through this. And that, that's the least thing we don't want you. We don't want you to get hurt. It's yeah. about getting healthy and making sure that you're doing things right. And you don't get hurt. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And then, um, so the first, the first, uh, um, like free class I went to, 
um you know i didn't understand what was happening i was just kind of got into the class and i was like yeah yeah i was like uh what, what's going on here they're like all right this is the workout you got to do this 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 and i'm like all right i just know that i got to move this weight and i got to do it as fast as, as everyone here it looks like there's a time cap here and if i can finish it faster i can rest and and dude absolutely i didn't even get come close i was like this is killing me like oh my yeah. gosh this is like oh my <laughs> but but the competitive side in me kind of was like why can I not like keep up with this like little lady that's next to me who's just throwing this weight around and I can barely do it and it was actually an an eye-opener for me was like man I'm not as strong as I am Uh, my cardio is way out of whack Um, I was then but I felt really down on myself I was like dude I cannot believe and then I felt really awkward a little bit because everyone was kind of like waiting for me to finish but what I was noticing between these, the workout, even the first day was there was people going, you got this. Hell yeah. You got it. You're almost done. And then like, I just was, couldn't do it. And they're like, man, you did a good job. And I was like, who the F is this corny (laughs) people? Like, like, why are you like, why are you like, like, this is like, you're all in on it. You know what I mean? You're all in. I just want me to be a member or something. Uh, Then I took the foundation class with April and she was like, listen, it's all about let's make sure your form is right. And let's make sure you're doing this. And then I said, you know what? And I did one more, couple more classes. And I was like, man, I'm like really liking this. Like, this is cool. And what I liked about it was what I noticed was when I was working out, when everyone's encouraging you and saying, you got this, like it, it it reminded me of skateboarding culture. So, and I, I think I was telling you this when we first met or so it's, it's, it's like skateboarding culture in the way, and, and even snowboarding is, is we're all trying a trick on one obstacle, right? It's to be a stair set, right? Let's use a stair set. For example, one's doing an ollie, one's doing a flip trick, one's hitting the rail and we're all there together. So there's different levels of, of trying to accomplish this one stair set. And we understand if you can't ollie, if I've already done that, I understand how hard it is to get yeah. to that ollie. We understand that. And we're there changing like, bro, you got this. And there's even that thing of like, I'll back you up. As soon as you land this, I'm going to come behind you and I'm going to do land my trick. And it was just kind of like that, that that's the skateboarding culture is you got this, like, let's, let's do this. And it's very encouraging. And I got that same feeling in CrossFit. And I was like, dude, this is really this is really fucking cool. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I like this. And this is not like your typical do bros that I see at like, you know, those other gyms. And it's just like, you know, I think I can vibe with these people. I think this is kind of cool. And then, uh, um, and then I was like, you know what? One thing about me is I like to feel confident. And one of those things is making sure that I feel and look cool. Right. Is like, so I was like, I couldn't find when I went to the, you know, to the, you know, the outlets near me and the malls I couldn't find anything cool for me to work out in that I felt comfortable in and so I was like you know what like um I'm going to sketch up something for myself and uh, um and now I started sketching up this like kettlebell skull design and I was like man this is looking kind of cool I said I want to make this for myself and so I reached out to my friend Nick uh, uh, and I said, Hey man, I got this idea. Here's the sketches that I have. I was like, I want this to be a t-shirt for myself to just kind of wear. I'm just going to get a couple of them made. And, uh, um, yeah, like, can you do help me out? He's an amazing graphic designer illustrator. And he was like, yeah, let me clean this up for you. Like, I got you, bro. I was like, cool. He set it up for me, which is this design right here. He cleaned it all up, made it 
hella sicker, way sicker than my little sketch. And I was like, sweet. And then uh, um, I showed it to uh, one of my buddies at Mob. And I was like, hey, man, I'm getting these shirts made for myself. And he was like, bro, like, I need one of those. Like, that's 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 a badass design. Like, that's cool. And I was like, you think so? He's like, yeah, you, you need a, like, people would just love that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I was just really making it for myself. And he was like, make me one. And then everyone in the gym was like, yeah, let me, let me have one of those. And so yes. I was like, cool. All right. And then, um, and this going back to making sure you have a purpose in something. And I was like, man, like, maybe I can like, I'll sell a couple of shirts. Hey, if I have an opportunity to make a little money, maybe this is going to help support my fitness journey that I'm now starting to enter. Um, let's, let's do that. And so I came up with the name Uno Mas, uh, for a couple of reasons is one is I can't do RX, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just started, I can't do it right now, but it doesn't mean that I won't get there. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I know what I can do is do my max effort and go one more Uno Mas. And, and then I started thinking like, that's a perfect name because even in skateboarding and snowboarding, we don't say last run, right. Hey, let's go. Let, let's just, let me just, let me just try this last let me just uh you know uh, let me just this will be my last try okay it's like no 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 you don't say it's bad luck you right, say right. hey let, let's go one more let, let, let's go one more i got this I'm, I'm gonna do it again like there's no this is my last try and it's just like we're gonna keep going it's like this is perfect it, it fits me it fits my authentic self of saying i'm gonna go one more i even say that with my sales reps when it comes to roofing it's like when they're out knocking on doors and they're trying to generate business from themselves they'll say hey we're gonna knock this this one block and um you might get all these no's and you you get you do all these 20 20 or 50 houses on this one block and you're like man i didn't get i didn't get anything hey let's go one more door mm-hmm. and you go knock on one more door and they're like that's the one and that honestly it happened to me with one, I was actually with my brother, we we're doing a roof a couple of months ago. And I said, I, we're, you know, installing a roof. I said, hey, I'm going to go knock this neighborhood. We're knocking, knocking, nose, nose, door slamming in my face. And I go, hey, uh, uno mas. And I went, I went caddy corner and went to the block, you know, right next to us. And guy was out in his garage. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, listen, blah, blah, blah. And long story short, I wound up doing his roof, his yeah. neighbor's roof, the neighbor across the street, oh, the okay. one caddy corner. It like, if I wouldn't have gone one more, if I wanted yeah. not one more, I wouldn't have got literally six more houses because of that. And that's that, that's that mentality of like, even when it's, even when it's, you're, it's going to get tough and things are going to get hard and you still got to give it your all. Even when you yeah. feel like you can't give anymore, try going one more step, one more, one more thing to go above and beyond for what you're trying to do now. And, and you never know what's going to happen. Right. The least is that you can say is, you know what? I tried and man, I can go one more. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that's the, and that's the thing. And I was like, man, this is perfect. I can. And this is where I was like, okay, I want to make this into more than just targeting to CrossFit or anything. This is targeted to me, people like me. It's like, okay, when I feel like things are going to get rough, which they have, I mean, man, when my, when my, when my dad passed away, I was like, man, I don't know how I can do this. And, and at the time I was really uh, struggling with drinking at the time and before, before my dad passed away. And, and I was like, and, and, you know, when, when my dad passed away, I definitely wanted a drink. And I was like, you know what, I can go one day without, without that. You know what I mean? And, and I was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't need that, especially right now. You know what I mean? And, and so it helped me with that. And then, you know, um, when, especially starting a roofing business in, in 20, in the middle of the pandemic, it's like, 
you know what, I, I can do this. You know what I mean? Like I can make a way and figure this out and, and, and make sure that, you know, I can provide for my family and, and whatever it is. Like, I want to make sure that I, I'll give it my own. One thing that my dad told me, he was like, Hey, like do your best and let God do the rest. And like, that's what he's like. He's like, you can, you know, just, just try your hardest in doing this. So, but, uh, um, but yeah, man. So I, when Uno Mas, when, and it's cool because now with roofing, like, yes, roofing is, is my main bread and butter, but just like I tell some of my sales reps is like, have a purpose and another reason why you're, yeah. why you're not just for your family, have something for yourself. And there's a thing about, about Uno Mas is like, you know what, like, this is my passion project. I want to make this my passion project. And it's been, it's been going like, man, it's been the community, the CrossFit community is really embraced Uno Mas. It's really embraced, embraced me personally. And, and uh, I mean, as, as, as crazy as it is, it, it just makes me feel like, like, uh, like, honestly, I've been out here for almost, almost five years. And, uh, um, you know, I felt like I was, I didn't have all I had was like my employees who are like, who work for me. And I never felt like I had like, some true friends or true community. And when I was in cross, I was like, man, I'm actually, these people are like being, these are genuine as people. Yeah. Like, and I think it's something about when we were suffering together and we're, <laughs> sure. we're, we're suffering together and we kind of all understand that hardship together. Mm -hmm. That's when that community it, it grows and makes it stronger. Right. And, and I think when these little bitty battles, which, which were, which these little battles, and I call them little battles when we go work out, right. It's like these little RX, whatever we're doing the water is that wad is, is that little battle. And we're all doing it together. And we're like, man, fuck, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, that's where the bonding begins right there. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, well done. That was very well said. I, I was going to jump in. I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're good here. Um, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a couple of things, like some themes. It's so funny. I think when you get to a certain age and you kind of pull back and reflect on your life and you're an intentional human, which most of my fitness friends are my business friends. Like we try and do the most and control what we can. But if you look back on your life, you kind of see how I always say God, universe, Madonna, whatever you believe. I'm a big yeah. Madonna fan. Um, nice. how <laughs> it was like, like universe was setting you up for what you were going to do. Like it's, so amazing that your parents were um open-minded to and passionate about welcoming foster kids into their house can you yeah. can you unpack that a little bit for me like how did, why were they passionate about that okay so so my parents uh got married very young i think my mom was like 14 15 years old okay. uh they had they had my oldest brother you know uh, my mom was like i, I want to say she was 14 14 15 oh, wow. years old yeah okay. and my dad was like 16 17 or something like that you uh, know hold on <clears throat> And uh, um, so they just, their parents pretty much kind of kicked them out and was like, nope, this, this ain't right. I mean, back in the, you know, 1970s, young kids, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, like that, that wasn't a normal thing. And so they, they pretty much had to just go work on their own. My, my dad used to, uh, uh, he, my dad, my dad used to, used to sell drugs. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, um, he was known in, in Deep Ellum area as, as you know, that guy to, to get, to get whatever you need from. And, uh, um, but when he had his first son, uh, which is my oldest brother, Adam, um, he stopped that. He was like, Nope. And one thing about my dad was he got really like, my dad didn't have a, a father really. Like he was around, but he was in and out of prison. My, my uncles were in and out of prison. Excuse me. He, uh, his grandmother like embraced him and was like, took care of him and, and was like, Hey, like you have something better for yourself. And 
now that you have now that you have a son that you need to kind of man up you know what i mean and parents grew up in pleasant grove and pleasant grove is a very hooded area it's very like oh it's it's pretty it's pretty bad and uh, um but there is these there is these uh kids that were run away from home there's a lot of gang activity a lot of gang violence in in this area and my dad just was like you know what he just had something in his heart and was like no like your parents kicked you out because you know they kicked you out you know what i mean if it's because they some of the kids will run away because they didn't want to be a part of the gang activities mm-hmm. some parents some kids ran away because they were being abused uh mentally physically sexually yeah. and so my parents was like hey you can stay and you could stay with us you ran from stay with home well that's harvesting a runaway and that's illegal oh, okay and so what happened was uh dallas the the, the text was like hey like that's illegal you can't do that and my dad was like well who, who else is going to take these kids? Who else is going to like help them? And so um, instead of like charging my parents for harvesting runaways, they were like, hey, we're actually needing people to take in kids and you can get paid by the state. You guys are like, you're, my dad was like, a, like, you know, he was just starting painting and carpentry work. And they were like, yeah, my mom was like, yeah, okay, whatever we got to do. And so my parents went into the through, through the steps to becoming a foster parent and to pick kids from the juvenile detention center. So they will go into the juvenile detention center and they interview kids who got locked up, who ran away from home or who did, who made a mistake and they're just locked up. And so my parents would say, okay, I'm going to go interview these kids. And these kids are like, this is their last straw. They've been okay. through the system already many, many times. So I'm like, it's either this, the court will say, all right, um, like, all right, uh, Kristen, you've been in and out of juvenile detention center so many times. Your mom doesn't want, your parents don't want you. None of your family wants you. Mm. You keep messing up. So this is the last straw. You can either try to get into a foster home or you can, uh, want, you can, we'll take you, we'll send you to the, uh, to Texas, uh, um, uh, uh, to the Texas youth correctional facility. Uh, uh, and, uh, um, you will stay there until your sentence start until you return 18 and then your sentence starts yeah. and then you're, and then you go to prison. And so my parents will get, will go and interview these kids and say, all right, listen, like, this is your last straw. Why do you want to be in this? So like, man, and my parents will start to dissect the kids who are really trying. And then they will say, okay, you're going to live with us from six months to a year. And that six months to a year, we're going to find a family member that want, that wants you. And not only that they're going to keep them, not, not only that they're going to like, we're going to find that, that person in your family member that wants you, but before we release them to you, we're going to talk to them and try to counsel them and get them the counseling that they need so they can be ready to bring you into your home. And we're going to make sure that you get the counseling that you need. So you'll be ready to go into their homes. And then sometimes we couldn't find anybody. Yeah. So the kids will be like, I don't have anybody. So my dad was like, well, I know how to paint. I know how to do carpentry work. My mom was a good cook. She's like, I'll teach you how to cook. And then they'll help them get into, um, into, you know, living on their own independent living. And so, so they would do this seriously. Like if I go and I put any of my old childhood footage from, or even photos, there's always bunch of kids are around me that were living with me wow. and that they were just my brothers and sisters you know what i mean it's like oh okay jose's living with me today oh uh, 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 uh chopo's living with us today and like all these you know we have we have all these uh, uh different people living with us and man trust me like it was crazy growing up like to me like i'll i'll tell you a story like 
one thing I learned about my parents doing this is unconditional love yeah. for strangers. And, and to me, is it to me it was like wow. So I'll give you an example. I had one kid. We came. We, we named his name. We called him Spanky. And uh, uh, Spanky got in trouble. Uh, so he was supposed to go visit his cousins or his aunts on the weekend. So when you're when you're in good behavior, you get an opportunity to go um, visit your family who were trying to put you in on the weekends uh, for a weekend visit. And so, but you have to make sure that you're, you're, you know, you're doing everything you're supposed to do so you can go on the weekend visit. Well, because there was a family party that weekend, he was all excited and feeling all cool. And like, I'm going to go see my family, my, my uncles and cousins, people I haven't seen forever. So he, and he act up in school. He cussed out one of the teachers. He okay. violated his probation. He violated the rules. And so my parents were like, Hey, listen, you made a mistake. You can't, you can't go to this party this weekend. And Spanky was super pissed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know what Spanky did? He blew up my mom's car. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Did. Yeah. He blew up oh. my mom's car. Wow. And, uh, uh, and get this. Instead of my parents saying, that's it. You're going back to the juvenile detention center. My mom and my dad goes, man, you're really hurt. Yeah. And he, they're like, and you know what? Like, instead of us reporting this, to your probation officer and sending this in and doing all this stuff, you'll go back to jail and you'll never see any family again. Yeah. Right. That that's a huge thing. My parents are like, you're not going to see your, you're not going to have any weekend. You're starting back from zero. Yes. Our car, that's a material thing. Yeah. And, and it was my mom's first nice oh, car. Wow. It was like a nice Lincoln. This was like 94 or something like that. And it was like super nice. And, and uh, uh, they blew it up and like, we're not going to do that. We just want to tell you right now that we love you and we love you enough to, to know that that right there, I'm glad that no one was hurt, yeah. And I'm, but I can see the hurt in you. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? Wow. Like he blew up my mom's car. You know what I mean? Because he couldn't go see his cousins as he hasn't seen them forever in that weekend. And it was like, that's what happens. But what I learned from that was like, man, that's unconditional love. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a thing that is like, wow. Like, and, and I asked my parents, like, why did you do that? Like, because like, he doesn't have, this is the, his last chance to have a, somebody. And then you act up, you do this, but you know, you have to have some kind of mercy. Forget yeah. him. That, that car, that's replaceable. Yeah. This person's life, if he goes to jail, that can ruin, that can wreck his life. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy yeah. and so like stuff like that happened now you know we've had some other i have some other stories too and we, we can be another thing but but to me it was just like wow so i learned growing up about men having a passion for people yeah. and understanding that people they don't have any some people just don't have anybody and they feel so alone and they feel like there's there's well, a lot no of people hope. are alone. Do you think yeah. your parents, like when they wanted to get married and had a kid young and they kind of felt their sense of rejection, that oh, sort absolutely. of inspired their journey? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I just found out, like, I don't know how much this is true, but I just found out that when my mom, when my mom, when my mom's parent, well, my mom, when my grandmother found out my mom was pregnant, um, she apparently shaved my mom's head and Whoa. was like, yeah, shaved it. It was like, let's see if Adam, let's see if you're, Adam still wants you pregnant and uh, disgusting looking. Oh. And my dad was like, I don't care how, how you look. I'm still going to love you. We're going to make this work. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I'm like, wow. Like imagine, imagine your parents doing that to you. Yeah. Right. And like, just 
because you okay because you got you're having a baby before marriage at a young age and it's like but you know that's a different time but still it's like that's awful you know what i mean and 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 then i didn't know this until like years later that that happened and my mom still loves her mom yeah and i see that love and i'm like man no matter how many bad shit people do to you it's like but it's like hey like but what you have to have some kind of forgiveness like yeah. people there's a value they told me that there's more value in a person that that, that to me is it's a it's, it's like it's i believe in a person more than anything you know what yeah. i mean I, I will always i will always go towards a person and in, in, in need but uh um well, but clothing doesn't that, work out you can always run for the president so that's what we really need in our world so if roofing and clothing fall through man just jump into politics right uh, right because that's uh, what we need and it, it's super fascinating to see that they were so young with these super adult challenges and obviously on two american tequila in the state of our world there's a lot of conversation thank goodness around diversity and inclusion and one of the beautiful things that i think is that you can see how different we are experiences are different we look different whatever yeah. um but this generational narrative of how like in different cultures like things like our parents and our parents parents things are supposed to be a certain way and it, and regardless yeah. of what culture or whatever there yeah. is this kind of like running through line of like my parents had those ideals but it was in a different way and their parents my grandparents even stuff i hear them say now and i was like oh my god it's 2022 like that's not real life like you don't need to right. be married to have a kid like i hate to tell you this yeah no, it's true. there's yeah. it's all these things so it's kind of like it's a cool bonding <clears throat> point almost like crossfit where it's like yeah, yeah we look different we clearly have different backgrounds we clearly do whatever but you know what? My grandparents were actually kind of like yours or like my culture and my generational narrative was so similar. And it's fascinating to see like how locked in um, our grandparents are and us to our society today of how things are supposed to be. And then right. here comes the younger generation being like, actually, no, <laughs> we're going to blow I, this up. Yeah. And I think a lot has to do with that is obviously the internet, the social media, podcasting, yeah. all that, yeah. because we start to look in a window through other people's lives and you're like, wow, that's like, oh, like I there's you know, you go on, you see incidents happening all the time on TikTok, Instagram, and you just take a look in someone else's life. And then what happens is that if you have an open mind, you have a different pr perspective. And like, man, I never like example, like, like, dude, the whole, this whole cop thing that's been going like, you know, like making sure you record yourself and yeah. making sure you, you know, you, you got to be careful when cops are around. It's like, that's normal to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when we were skateboarding and I told my friends who like, who were, who were skating and i'm like hey if a cop comes let me handle it you know what i mean like let me let me talk to them like yeah. we'll just you know like, i know how to i know how to defer this i know how to you know to like you know, let, let's let's change the the uh the energy in it like like i just had that that in me because of being in the juvenile detention center environment i'm like i know a little bit of my rights i know what we need to say i know how do we need to say it and like and it was like, you know, I see these on, I see these little, little like, oh, film, are you filming this? And, yeah. you know, and I'm like, this, this shit's been, this has been going on forever. <clears throat> and so, so to see, to see, this is why I like these different platforms now is that people are like, man, like I, I want to be an ally. You know, I want to make sure that people feel safe around me with LGBT, uh, 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 LGBTQ uh, uh, or, or, or Black Lives Matter or, or whoever. And it's like, it's like, I want to be that advocate for them. I want to be that ally. And it's like, to me, it's like, that's awesome that the narrative is changing and the new generation is changing because now it's because of the power of social media, people are starting yeah. to see it and like have a different perspective. It's like, what? white privilege or what that's a thing like yeah bro like yeah. 
yeah, like, like I remember one time I was walking in Best Buy, um, and I was walking around because uh, I was looking for uh, um, something to get the top salesman. Uh, like every time we, uh, the company I used to work for, every month the top salesman, I'll go. You get them either on like something, something cool for being a top salesman at Best Buy or whatever. And I was walking around. I didn't have any of my roofing stuff on. I just looked like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just started being followed. And the one of oh, one of the okay. one of the other sales reps was with me, and uh, um, and she was like, she was like, why is this person following us? I was like, he probably doesn't want me. He probably thinks I'm stealing. He's like, no. And I was like, no. I'm, that's it's a normal thing. No, no, no big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you know, and and I would being I was just being followed the whole time. And then I just turned around. I was like, Hey, do you want to help me? Or do you want to just like, follow me? You know what I mean? They're like, we just want to make sure like, what, what do you, what it is that you're looking for? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that you help me. And yeah. I just kind of like changed that. Cause that's something I'm used to, but then that opened up that sales rep's mind and was like, I cannot believe that. Like they were just following you. And I was like, yeah, like to me, that's a normal thing. When I don't have my attire on that says that I'm a working man, I just look like a Hispanic guy with, you know, big glasses or whatever, or who, you know, I'm a big, huge, I'm a big Mexican guy. And unfortunately uh, you get followed, you know what I mean? You get followed at Walmart. I get followed at, you know, different stores and, you know, and, and to me it was like, oh yeah, people don't see that that's a normal thing. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, and, you know, and it's just one of those things. It's like, wow. Like, but, uh, um, but yeah, yeah. So I just, it's just one of those types of things, but yeah. Well, the upside of social media, as you're saying, is like providing space for that conversation. That's quite literally why I started the podcast, um, as my passion project, because being on the marketing branding side, I saw a deep sense and felt a deep sense of responsibility of like time out. We have to, like I say, gracefully disrupt, but kind of like blowing up the car. That's kind of how I felt of like, we need to disrupt this because I feel socially responsible. If the narrative is coming through the cell phone and this is what our kids are consuming and digesting every single day, this is their truth with smoke and mirrors and and all yeah. the fakeness that's out there. I'm like, oh my God, this is overwhelming. I was actually coaching um, a high school varsity lacrosse team at the time right out of college. And so I didn't obviously grow up with Instagram, whatever. I got Facebook after college, thank God. Like all of that was after my adolescence. Yeah. Um, although we still have adolescence tendencies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, we're, you know, I'm, I was catching up and I'm like, this is so impactful. And, it, and it's so... Um, I mean, it's genuinely just, it's so influential and in like how you process. And even if you're grounded, you're an adult and you know yourself, this is in, like, this is impacting you. Like this impacts yeah. our thoughts as adults. So yeah. I felt a responsibility and that's why the upside of is we can cultivate this conversation. We can have conversation around uncomfortable things. And it's like, oh, I, I, now that we can talk about it, I totally understand what you're saying. And now I see your side. I never would have said that or understood that living in white privilege. Like I didn't see that. I have no idea. Like, and you yeah. learn and it's, it's so amazing to build that empathy and build that conversation conversation it yeah. sounds like again universe is preparing you very early on a uh, part of your like life mission when you got um rejected from the skate store as a young man and them saying yeah. you don't fit in the culture like what what the fuck yeah and but back then i mean i get it like i it, it's so i don't even think they probably understood it not that i'm condoning it by any means yeah yeah um, but we're just, we're so archaic in that conversation that it was like that experience almost like shaped it, shifted and shaped your trajectory of how you were going to move forward. Yeah. Cause honestly, that's what happened was it's like, I literally, and, and this is what's so important with, with, with my dad was saying, and also too, just having somebody that can support you. But, but, you know, I was like, man, I didn't get the job that I wanted. Like I was like, yeah. that was my first reje- big, big rejection. Right. Uh, other than like girls in high school, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, right, right. but, but uh, it was like, 
it was like, yeah, I was like, oh man, like I was like super pumped. Like, man, they know who I am. Like, I thought it was a shoe. And I was like, I go in there every week and I buy, you know, I buy a skateboard because, you know, I break my board and like, there's all these different things. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, and I was like, okay, I guess I don't fit the culture, whatever that, whatever that means. Like, okay. And then I remember like, I was just thinking like, how do I not fit the culture? Yeah. Like, how do you I, like, what? Culture. I was like, that, that was like, I was like, I don't understand that. Like, like this lady, who's, it was a lady. I was like, oh, this is funny. Hold on. So the lady, the lady who didn't hire me, right. That company got bought out by the other uh, big skate company that came in and bought that company out. Well, when I came back from tour, you know, I became a manager for that other company that bought that company out. Yes. And I wound up being her boss yes. right before I, before, before I went to, uh, to Santa Fe and I didn't rub it in her face. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I was just like, and I just kind of like had that perspective of like, man, like, yeah, like I got to stay true to myself. Yeah. Like my authentic self is like, it's like, I'm going to make sure that if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to be, I want to, I want to make impact the way I want to make impact. I'm going to be true to myself and everything else. It's, it's going to work itself out. If I just be honest, be transparent, work really hard. And, and that's it. And that, and that, in the moment I did felt like, Oh, look, who's coming into yeah. my store now, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, and the, and that person was like, Oh my God, Anthony, it's good to see you. You've grown so much and blah, blah, blah. And I remember. And I was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm gonna, if I didn't put the culture now. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. thinking like, I'm like, okay. And I was like, Hey, and I was just like, and I could have, that's, that was, a, that was a, a, a very, I remember that very distinctly because I could have been like, I can totally just be like, Oh, boast about it. Oh, sure. look this now. And I was like, Nope. And that's the, what my parents and like, I was going to say that's your exact parents experience. It, 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 it was like, it was like, that, that's not that's not the way to do it yeah. the way to do it is say okay you don't know that person's what they've gone through since you last saw them mm-hmm. you don't know what happened to them have yeah. compassion have that have that you know let's let's you know be there be that good example and so I was like awesome and then we worked together and then I got promoted out to to Santa Fe and it was just like to me it was like man like again, I'm not going to be that person to be, ha look at me now. Look yeah. at this. You didn't believe in me. Now look where you're at. I'll never be that person. You know what I mean? And I've seen people do that. And I'm just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so with me is one thing is that I just, I just want to, again, I don't know how, I don't know their situation. I don't know what happened to them. And I don't, I have, I'm not the, I'm not the right person to judge them because mm-hmm. I don't have to be judged like that. Right. So that golden what? rule, right. That golden well, I- rule. Yeah. No, you no, you say the golden rule. Don't let me take cut that part off. Yeah, I, got you. <laughs> uh, I think it's just so critical because your parents modeled it, but it's it's hard even as an adult though to not want that validation or be like, haha, I gotcha, or something, because that, that those rejection points, I mean, as a female, that's I've felt that ter- like tremendously as an athlete. Um, women's sports, we always had less than men. And I'm not mm-hmm. also comparing anything cultural um uh to like male, female into sex. It's, it's right. kind of like those rejections were my biggest inspirations. Like anytime I was told I can't do something or I'm not enough, essentially, I was like, perfect. Well, now we're going to, you know, build something bigger and buy you out and sell it for a dollar or whatever. Exactly. Like it kind of fuels the fire, but it's hard to not want to seek that validation and, and kind of getting back at them. So I really do applaud that but, even if you're an adult. 
but even though I think what the the what is it the the best revenge is success, right? Yeah. The best revenge is just best being revenge your paper, Beyonce. It, it, right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's the thing is it's like it's like okay, so you can call it revenge or whatever, but honestly, it's like no, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do that. And, and, and you know what, it's, it's just one of those type of things. It's just like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you got, you, well, I think the thing is, is like, that was a stepping stone for you. So that was like yeah. a ha but you didn't have time to look back really. Cause that was, you were elevating, you were going and each of these experiences were preparing you for what's bigger. Like now you kind of do this fitness journey and you're kind of back in like a retail situation, which is yeah wasn't even intentional part of the process, but like right. here it is. And it's so cool. It's what's funny about CrossFit. And I was fortunate to play lacrosse growing up. So I got to play in college and the best thing I ever did was go away and leave home again, not intentional, but like you're saying, I didn't have social media, but I got to see all these different perspectives. We got to travel the world and compete mm -hmm. and like stay in Japan in J Japanese households and see barely yeah. like understand, um, uh, communication but like we could understand physical communication we could understand like little jokes with parents like it was fascinating to have that perspective and gain empathy and understand how similar we truly are so i always advise so so, so relating right that's the biggest yeah. thing that i learned was was i'm able to relate to the most cookie cutter person and to, and then also relate to the most hood ass yeah dude right and it was just like be able to like and then then also seeing like uh, a hood ass dude relate to a, a little cookie cutter lady mm -hmm. and and you see that in crossfit you yeah. know what i mean you see that in crossfit you see that in skateboard kind of see that a little bit in skateboarding but when i was on the tour with my brother with the extreme tour you know we'll go to these little bitty cities to do these free like concerts and stuff and like put on a skate show and put on a, you know do music or whatever i i just remember seeing like you know like old ladies going like, yeah, I like this music and like bumping their head and then we'll go into them. And then also like seeing these, you know, these same people, like these hood people just coming into and listening to like this rock band right after us and be like, man, I like that. I'll fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and it's like, it's like, to me, I see that diversity, see these two different dynamics and these two different worlds colliding was yeah. such a beautiful thing to see. And I see that in CrossFit yeah. and I'm like, man, this is so beautiful to me. It's like, you know what I mean? I was like, man, I love, I love seeing like literally like two opposite sized people giving themselves a high five even giving them a hug all sweaty but like man good job like you fucking crushed that like you know what i mean and it was yeah. just like there's a respect to that right there's a there's a huge respect and i see that and i'm just sitting back and i'm like the i fucking vibe with this this so good and it's not just the workout it is the environment that you're in and to me that is so beautiful and i see that i've seen that all my life growing up yeah. you know i've had i've had the most indie rock kid goth kid sleeping next to the most hood rugged crip rock crip rocking uh, rocking like person and they're like laughing together watching tv together and they're like i can't believe did you see that and like my dad will always will always do some kind of activities together go paintballing yeah uh, we'll go you know we either go <laughs> one of his favorite thing was <laughs> this is so funny is that we'll go walk the track or run the track and then we'll go walk to Brahms, which is an ice cream uh, hamburger store. Perfect. And just, and just get tequila. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it was like, it was like one of those things. And, 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 the, and our foster brothers and sisters loved that there. And it was just seeing like, Oh, and you'll see, like, I remember I had two foster brothers that were trying to race each other and, and, and there were just two different types of people. And just, 
encouraging just I don't know, just getting along, you know, seeing everyone get along. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, fitness is so beautiful because when you walk in the room, no matter how you look like, where you're from, what you've done, like CrossFit, usually it's not, I do like, I mean, it's getting a little more glamorous. Shout out to Mob because their setup is really beautiful. Yeah, nice. um, But usually, you know, traditionally it's like an old garage with like beat up stuff. You're kind of in yeah. dirty, like dirty clothes. Like you don't know where people are from. You don't know how much money mm -hmm. they make, you know, but you know, when you walk in the door, you have one thing in common and that's that you yeah. want to show up and do some work. So like right. that right there, I, and like, I, I noticed that with like lacrosse, usually some sort of activity theater, like you know yeah. that one thing, but it's funny you did music. Cause I, this is random. I don't even know if I've ever said this in the podcast, but my real dream, like what I really feel called to do is build a choir. And that's the mm. most random thing. Cause I have zero music experience. <laughs> I love music, but yeah, I actually yeah, no. think music is the true, like universal language, like yeah. sports, fitness, mm -hmm. theater activities, bring you together, but everybody understands and can feel music. Right. Um, brainwaves and like the whole science conversation but i think that's cool that you've had this experience like in fitness but also music and then you know the, the community building like on the family side i mean it's very like eclectic how experienced you are in community like i'm really yeah. curious to see how uno mas ropo grows as a brand but more importantly yeah. as a community like tell me <clears> some <throat> of your goals around not only brand like sell a million shirts whatever but like what do you really want to do with the brand and the community that you want to build so honestly, so because Uno Mas Ropa is, is a clothing line that was a passion project, that's it's a passion project, really, right? And so, so my, my end goal is eventually is to, is to give back to the community in, in a way that, I mean, I can't imagine. And so this is what I really, this is what, and I said this before, what I really want to see Uno Mas be is a nonprofit organization. I want to be able to have a place where, if if a if you're like have nowhere to go and lost and don't know like i i i'm i'm looking at someone who's doesn't matter how old you are need some kind of direction you go to uno mas and say man i don't know like i just lost my job and i don't i've been working at this job for 10 years and this is all i know and now i'm just like i don't know what i need to do mm -hmm. and i want to be able to be like okay well listen we have these workshops and you can text out these workshops and let me connect you with you know a car rack place you like cars you want maybe do learn about car wraps once you go shadow this small business here locally and to see if this is something you might like and then if you like that, then pursue it. If not, then let's try something else. And it's kind of like, I want to be, and then also too, I want to be able to have Uno Mas to be a, a place for, to, to kind of like help the, the young, the young adults or, or anyone really that mainly, actually, no, the, the young adults of like, let's think, I think about the kid who was really depending on a scholarship and um, they weren't really smart in, in school and they didn't get a scholarship, but they're amazing athlete, but they, nothing didn't work out. And now all of a sudden they have to go back home or, or you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't, they didn't get to college. They didn't get a scholarship. They didn't, you know, they can barely get into community college and they're like, I don't know what to do in my life. And they live in the projects and they're like, man, I can either do one or two things. I can sell dope or I can, uh, um, or I can go get a, a shitty ass job and hate my fucking life. Yeah. And, and, and I want to grab those kids and be like, Hey man, it's all right. Like there is still, you can still do something with your passion. It's going to be a little bit harder but this is how you can do it. Let's get you back into college. Let's try to find you a way. But if you can't get to that right now, if you can't afford that or whatever, dude, you're an amazing track star. Let's maybe, let's maybe, let's maybe get you a, a you know, a, a, become a coach. I was going to say a coaching job or sell coaching that job. kind of gear. 
There's lots of share that gear. Or maybe like, what, what, what did you like about, what do you like and dislike about track? What did you like and dislike about football? What is something you can see different? Why don't you try to be that change in that, in that aspect and just give that little bit of motivation and do that. And that's what I really want to do versus if this might be a nonprofit eventually, or it might be something else. I, I don't know, but I just know that I want to give, and this is something that my parents installed with me is I want to give back to my community somehow. And that's why what I try to do at all of my events is right now, like we're still growing in Omas you know, but I want to give at least a little bit. I try to give at least 10% at every event to some kind of organization. Whatever I sell, I try to give 10% to somewhere, some charity, some organization and say, hey, like, here's our, here's our part. It might not be enough. Here's a hundred bucks. You know what? We made a thousand dollars tonight. Here's a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're trying to, I'm trying to find these avenues right now as we're still growing. And eventually I would like to make this a nonprofit and be like this I mean, how cool would this be to be, not as, this is kind of cheesy, to be like the Girl Scouts of, uh, of CrossFit apparel, yeah, 100%, right? Yeah. And just be totally like, why can't, why can't we have shirts and sell, sell shirts and be like, this is the Uno Mas thing. And like the person selling the shirts is like, just like the, just like the Girl Scout cookies. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we do that? Yeah. And why can't, and let's, let's embrace not just, just not just young adults, but just teenagers or young adults, everybody, yeah. because CrossFit is everybody. Yeah. I think about like, when I lost, when I lost my job, like when I lost my job, I felt like, damn, like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I just, I just dedicated my whole life. And, and now I don't like, I lost my job. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I got to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Because some companies it's like, they value the value until they, until you don't, until they don't value you. And then when they don't value you, you're complacent or whatever. And then they're like, peace, no warning. No, they don't give you two weeks. Yeah. You're so if you, right. Exactly. And it's like, I want to look for those people and be like, you know, I'm thinking about that mom who just, who just lost her job at a restaurant. She's been working out for 10 years mm-hmm. and that's all she known. Cause she was comfortable and it made paid the bills, whatever. And now she's like, what do I do? Maybe you start your own bakery, Yeah. you know, and then let's, let's get you, let's get you in line for that. But like I said, Uno Mas is a passion project and it started with CrossFit and it's, and, and, and it's kind of like bringing these little, these other little pat, this stuff that I'm passionate about back out about the people. And, and it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, it's like, I, I just want to encourage people, whatever their dreams that they're trying to do, if it's in fitness or trying to lose weight, if it's maybe that business that you always been trying to like, you know what, I always want to, you know, start my own restaurant or start my own food truck. And it's like, you can do it, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's just, try your hardest and then go a little bit more, go one more. Right. And it's like, Uno Mas Ropa is not a CrossFit brand. We're an, we're a motivational brand to say, Hey man, I understand the hard work. I understand that when times get fucking rough and you feel like you have nobody and you feel completely alone, that no one believes in you, not even your friends, your family, your wife, your husband, you know, your kids, whoever, they don't even believe in you, but you have something in you that you says, I believe in myself. And then you can't even believe in yourself a little bit. Sometimes it's hard to believe in yourself. It's like, but you know what you can, you can believe just a little bit more in yourself. Yeah. One more, one more thing you can do. Okay. You, 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 you ran into an obstacle in your, in your, in your growth of trying to do, well, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to say, I don't know what happened or how to do this call somebody, figure it out, Google it, 
You know what I mean? There's, and that's the thing about what I like about what I'm realizing about small businesses. And now, especially with the pandemic that just happened, a lot of people are really what I, one thing I really like about the, about the, what happened during the pandemic is our, our need for each other. Yeah. Right. Clear. Yeah. It, It came clear. And what happened was, is with me was I was like, you know what? I actually reached out to, uh, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite brands. Like I happened when I lost my job with that skate company, when, after I was a store manager, I lost my job at that place. And when I, I was feeling really low and this is so crazy when this happened to me, but I went into the unemployment office and I was so ashamed and sad that I lost my skateboarding job that I liked. And like this, skate snowboard shop that I really liked moved to Santa Fe for it and I lost my job and I was like I don't know why I did everything right and they just disposed of me like it was nothing and I just like whatever and I'm like I I guess I'll go to unemployment I don't know what to do went in there just like can you help me out don't know what I'm doing and when I walked out of the unemployment office I remember just thinking like I don't know what I want to do yeah. I'm so lost. And I looked across the street. I didn't bring, I didn't have my, I usually have my skateboard with me, but I looked across the street at the unemployment office in Santa Fe and there's a skate park there. And I looked over there and I see my favorite skateboarder, Chris Pastrius. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that Chris Pastrius? And I had met him and I had, and I had him, I had met him only once. And it was in Keystone, Colorado during this huge event that this, this company puts on. And I just went up to him and at the time in Colorado, I was like, Hey, I'm Anthony. I think you're a huge, I'm a huge fan of you and, and Jason Lee. Like you guys are a big impact in my life. It's cool. That's all I said. And he's all right, cool, man. And I left. And then I hadn't seen him in like two years. And then I run into him at the skate park right across the street after I, after I lost my job. And I looked, I'm like, that's Chris. Is that Chris? I think Chris Pastrius. And I walked over there and I looked and I'm like, that is Chris Pastrius. I didn't have my skateboard with me. I would have just jumped on my board and be like, what's up? Didn't. And he looked at me and goes, Gonzo, Aww. right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I met you in Keystone. Where, what's up? And I was like, dude, he goes, I thought you were from Dallas. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this guy remembered me. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, we started talking. I got to show him around Santa Fe. And I think it was the universe. You can call it the universe. You can call it God, yeah. you know, whatever it is. I was like, wow. Like even at my lowest, like, like, I'm like, there's something in me that I have to. So I kind of kept in contact with him. I got his personal number and I text him every once in a while. And I texted him um, when I started thinking about the Uno Mas stuff. And I just texted okay. him. I was like, hey, man, like, hey, just want to let you know that, like, you know, it's been like 15 years or however long it was. I was like, I just want to say, you know, because we kind of would just text each other every once in a while. And he was like, yeah, if you ever need some advice, just let me know. I'm here for you. And, you know, I, I haven't really gotten really contacted after that. And he was just like, that's cool. But to me, it was just like, I like, I was like, you know what? Like, I really feel like I should be doing something in this and like with apparel or whatever it is. And at the time, I still don't know. And just know that, that whatever you're going through, whatever path or avenue that you're going, just know it's kind of like, it's, it's going to all connect yeah. towards your end purpose right well what i think you're saying is you don't really have to know the how like sometimes Mm-mm. we want to know what's the next step for again you graduate college you do this or like whatever you think you're supposed to be doing you don't really need to know the how and don't disregard all the skills that are there like you're talking about like selling drugs or whatever that's still sales like sometimes in yeah. your past if it looks a certain way there's skills within absolutely those things that you can fully monetize legally or put put those efforts into other things like it doesn't have to always be figured out and this is something i have to tell myself multiple times because as 
the marketing branding, it's changed and it shifted, you know, the landscape changes, podcasting wasn't a thing. Um, but like you, I just, you just keep showing up and you're clear on your core values and Mm -hmm. what you want to do. And then you kind of just have to let go, which is really, really hard. And also too, it's okay to say, to ask for help, like, and ask for advice. I, you know, like, you know, with, with the Chris Pashford thing, like I asked him, he's like, yeah, whatever. But then I was like, you know what? Let me ask somebody that who's in this industry. And I literally just asked buttery bros and was like, Oh, that's right. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Hey, name's Anthony. <laughs> just started CrossFit journey. Got a little blah, blah, blah. I'd love to talk to you about what I want to do and get some advice from you. And he's like, yeah, if you're at the Granite games, let's do it. Let's, let's meet up. And we got to meet up with these guys totally open up to it all because I asked sometimes you just got to do it. Right. Just like when we, sometimes when we go to, when we go to, when we go to CrossFit in the mornings or whatever time you go, it's like, okay, what, what's the what today? Well, I just got to do it. It's got to <laughs> yes. do it. Right. It's yeah. just, fuck, just, just go through it. Yeah. And that's the same thing. The same mentality. It's like, just go through it. And then also too, if you don't know a movement, ask your coach, ask the person who's more experienced next to you. How do I do this movement? Yeah. And then that's that same thing. It's like, ask the person who's been doing it longer. And if they don't give you an answer and if they don't, if they don't want to help you, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Just say, okay, yeah. ask somebody else. Say, okay, no worries. No worries. They didn't give it to me. A couple of things. They're getting super intimidated by you or they really don't care about you. But one thing I like about CrossFit is people are genuine. They will help yeah. you out. And yeah. again, I asked, I asked mob, Hey, can I put my shirts here? We can figure out a, a structure. He's like, absolutely done. Ask yeah. CrossFit Ridgeback. Can I put my shirts here? Absolutely. Yes. CrossFit Thor. Can I put my shirts here? Yeah. Boom. Just do it. And it's just like, okay, you have to just try. Yeah. And then when you try and you try and you keep failing and you keep failing, just keep going one more. Just yeah. keep going uno mas. And it's okay, man. You're going to, you're going to freaking like, and the thing is, it might be today. It might be tomorrow. And my thing is with me, I started like this, like, cr- like selling stuff. When I was in high school. Yeah. Oh you yeah. It's I mean? been, it's been weaving the whole time. Yeah. And in like, it's like every single moment and yes, like use, use those, those failures, those use those failures as lessons and stepping stones and not obstacles. They look like an obstacle right now, but it's a stepping stone. That's what it is. Yeah. This obstacle is not an, it's a stepping stone. And when you step on top of that one, guess when there's going to be another one that you're going to have to challenge, go through and, and in another one and another one, and it's going to be greater. It's going to be harder ones. It's going to, it's going to hit you in so many different ways, financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And, and it's just one of those type of things. It's like, you got to keep going. If you're, if you, if you really, and when you feel like you're down and you don't have anybody, just know that like, like you, you just, you got it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like yeah, that. man. Well, I mean, I think the real big piece there is the asking and, um, I, I focus a lot on our young people, what's going on, but the thing is this process is going to happen throughout your life over and over again. So I like that you are intentional about anyone and everyone like CrossFit and, you know, anyone that can come to the table at all ages. Cause a lot of these processes you learn, you evolve and you figure it out, but then you cut, you go through it again and you kind of have to go back to that space of like community and asking for help and Hank finding a way to hang in there and on your darkest hour. Um, yeah. And have a clear purpose. 
Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. have a clear purpose. If, if you're still like, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's like, I do have something in my, like I do, I want to start my own company. And I, I know, why do you want to do that? Start with the why, right? Start with why, why am I doing this? What's my purpose in doing this? And then if you start with why, if you start with that and you start with your purpose, start realizing, okay, this is my, and put that why up on a board, put it somewhere where you can see it and remind yourself, this is why I'm doing this. Okay. If you don't have a why, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to cling to that in the hard days, which the hard days will come, but I'm yeah. super pumped. I want people to come check you guys out. I love hearing how the CrossFit community has embraced like new entrepreneurship. I think in general, businesses have gotten so much more open-minded to the mindset of abundance and not being so competitive. And I think that stems from CrossFit. Like we're competing, you know, for our times, but really everybody just wants everyone to do their best. Like if your best beats yeah. my best, well, so be it. But every, we all walk away better, you know, doing, yeah. having done the workout. So I really like this mentality in business of like a mindset of abundance. Yes, we'll find a way to clap because I think that carries over into the world, into like your family mindset, your, you know, your fitness <clears throat> mindset, your work mindset. I mean, it's pretty awesome to kind of find like-minded humans and then build your tribe that way of like, oh, everybody's mission driven. Like we're all kind of in this army of good. Um, and it's cool to see you guys doing that in the apparel space. Where where do we find you guys? Hit us with Instagram, website, whatever yeah. you sell. So uh, um, our website is unomasropa.com. Okay. Um, our Instagram is Unomasropa. Our TikTok is Unomasropa. So that's where you can find us. Is those, and you can also find us at CrossFit Mob, CrossFit Ridgeback, CrossFit Thornton, soon CrossFit One Beat. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, well, I think one now. Right now we're talking with One Beat, uh, and then whatever whoever other CrossFit wants us in their space, uh, let man please hit me up. You know, you my email is office at unomasropa.com. And, uh, um, and that's, uh, uh, Ropa is R-O-P-A. So, uh, unomasropa.com. So, uh, um, yeah, it's just, just, uh, hit us up and we'll love to collaborate. Um, as you can see, there was, we have a new logo, which is like the plus line, the plus sign in the middle of the infinity sign. So it's like, never stop going one more. Right. And, um, so that's, uh, uh the reason why we have that plus sign, even in the, when it says, unomas, our O has a little plus sign in it. And that's because we always want to collaborate. We always want to do stuff with, with, gyms small businesses whatever it is we always want to collaborate and just and again embrace the community as much as we can and just know that we're always going to give a percentage to some charity local charity whatever we try to keep it on theme or whatever we're always going to try to give back to the community um but uh, uh but yeah and just know that our end goal is to eventually hopefully if it works out we can be a nonprofit that's you know, as we get bigger or we have a nonprofit department or whatever it is right now, we're really trying to get a lot of brand recognition, get a lot of people to really back us up. We want to be building organically and we want to just, you know, continue to embrace our community in every way and aspect. So, yeah. Love it. Build the base, build the partnerships. Hopefully we'll be doing a turmeric and tequila collab at some point. I'm excited to see you work with some of the local nonprofits and the charities. Um, there's a lot going on, but I, I think as long as your heart and your mind's open, and like you said, you do the work and you do it honestly, like good things are going to keep coming in. So we'll definitely keep in touch and maybe in six months or a year, have you come back on and you can share the glorious things that are happening. Um, yeah. But it's cool. And it's cool that we're yeah. both in Colorado. So, so and, oh, another thing, a couple of things too, is that we're actually going to be, uh, Oh yeah. Tell us your events coming up. So we got an event coming up. We got a uh, one happening at KJ CrossFit on the 29th as long. And also we're doing another one on the 20. We're doing two events on one day, one at KJ CrossFit. The other one's at one beat CrossFit with the performance project. 
uh, which is a, a Tyler. Uh, Tyler owns the, it's a chiropractic. He's doing like a free workout and like cool down or whatever uh, afterwards. And uh, um, so we're doing that on the 29th of October. Then we're also doing the turkey challenge that's happening uh, very soon. We're excited about the turkey challenge. And then we're super excited about, uh, we're going to be doing um, uh, Wadapalooza. So Wadapalooza, we're doing that one. We're going to go to to uh, uh, to uh, Florida. I know what's happening in Florida is crazy right now. My heart goes out to them. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Wadapalooza is still going on. So we're still on schedule to do that. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to try to do, a, we're trying to get a couple of cool things that's happening there. I can't really say what we're trying to do unless we get, you know, until we get the permits pulled and everything we're trying to pull off at Wadapalooza. If not, whatever. Um, but also, if you guys is going to be there come see us uh any any of these events uh, we're trying again to sell as much as we can to support our community but us too to keep growing and to yeah. provide you know i got a couple of guys that are working with me now with uno mas and we're just trying to just keep building and keep growing so we can still provide for each other and for the community so uh but yeah i hope to see all you guys and uh ladies and whoever what you know whoever just come out it, I'm, I'm just super excited so yeah this is great boom there you go go support go shop local shop small um support your fitness family i think uh, everyone's an intentional consumer nowadays so i'm excited to see how all this goes i think it'll be great vibes but i appreciate the time and energy um like i said we'll keep in touch and we'll see how this grows but go check these guys out gonzo keep crushing keep the motivation going this is what the world needs right now we appreciate it Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been Thank fun. You. All right, Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.